Estate planning made easy. This is The Strong Room on 770 CHQR, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Now that you're through getting your income tax filing done for 2017, it's time to think about 2018. It's time to act on getting your financial house in order. That should start with learning about creating a life plan. Macmillan Estate Planning offers three opportunities to do just that. Tuesday, May 29th in Edmonton, Wednesday, May 30th in Red Deer, and Thursday, May 31st in Calgary. You can register online for any of those seminars at macmillanestate.com. It's a chance to get your house in order before summer. A chance for some peace of mind because you have a plan for your life going forward. Don't put it off. Check out MacMillanEstate.com or call the office weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464. Elder abuse, particularly financial abuse, is a growing problem in Canada. Macmillan Legal Counsel Henry Villanueva has seen too many examples of it in his work. We have some great stories of family members who genuinely care about their parents and elders, some caregivers who honestly just want to help. But besides that, being a lawyer at Macmillan, I've had read a lot of case law that says otherwise. There are a lot of scenarios and cases that show financial elder abuse and uh, the trend is increasing and we want to make sure that people are aware. Give us a case study or two that um, would exemplify this. I'll give you an example from uh, case law. Uh, Let's call the son Jack and his father was Grant. And one time Jack calls his lawyer for an appointment and the lawyer says, sure, let's meet. What do you want to talk about? And then What was bizarre about that conversation was that Jack wanted to meet to execute a real estate transfer transaction. And what was weird about that was that it didn't involve Jack at all, but involved his elder father, Grant, who was 85 years old and uh, was not very mobile in his condition. And Jack's instructions were for Grant to transfer his home to Jack's wife. So a lawyer for Jack found that particularly weird, uh, considering that um, if the sale was to go through, then the father would lose a substantial amount of his estate right away in favor of Jack's wife. And so that was a red flag to Jack's lawyer. Definitely. So what the case held was this was an instance where it was the lawyer's obligation to investigate further that Jack's lawyer should not just take instructions at face value, but rather to ask what the situation was for Grant. What was the situation for Jack and his wife? What was the reason behind this transfer? Is this considered as an advance on his inheritance? And if so, why is the transfer in favor of his wife and not him? So these are the questions that um, uh, the lawyer in this case had to deal with. And ultimately what happened was that the sale wasn't, uh, uh, wasn't genuine or authentic and glad to, uh, glad to know that the lawyer didn't push through with the transaction as well. Because had he done so, Peter, he might have been in a lot of trouble because he 
lacked uh, the diligence on his part to investigate further. Did the case go to court or was it settled before that? It was settled before that, but uh, it was good to know that uh, the lawyer recognizes that these happens and he was able to share this with the community. And uh, now we are aware that these things happen. Was anything done to the son? Did the son act in, in the best interests of his father or did he, you know, try and acquire a piece of property indirectly um, because he knew his father was 85 and failing? That's exactly what happened. Uh, in this particular instance, the, it's a clear example of uh, adult children taking advantage of their uh, senior parents or elder parents who might not have lost capacity yet, but might be getting there. Uh, and what some adult children also fear is that should the parent or adult senior parent uh, enter into a state of incapacity, uh, the estate of the parent might be spent for their maintenance rather than um, being left behind for them uh, as a form of inheritance. So what they want to prevent, what these optimist children want to prevent is the exhaustion or the estate being all spent on medicals and maintenance and uh, daycare and uh, uh, facilities rather than being uh, sent down to them by inheritance. And Grant had not put in place an estate uh, or a, uh, an executive power of attorney. Uh, I don't know if he had a will, but he hadn't done the kind of advance planning while he was in full possession of his faculties that your firm tries to encourage and it is generally a good idea for people as they age. That's right. We cannot emphasize it uh, more the importance of estate planning and it has to be done now because scenarios like this happen right out of the blue to everyone and can happen to anyone, right? We need to plan for this now. We need to get our estate planning documents in order. We need to make sure that there are mechanisms in place that will prevent any adult children from taking advantage of us when we are at a point of time where we can no longer take care of ourselves better. Here's another example of someone who thinks he or she is acting in the best interest of a senior but where the potential for financial abuse becomes apparent. We'll call this case study the meddling niece. In this particular case, the niece's name is Gail and the aunt's name is Sherlyn. Uh, the aunt is an elderly aunt of uh, 70 years of age and uh, the niece wanted uh, to come into our office with her aunt so that we can draft a power of attorney for her. Now, the, what the niece said was that her aunt had no spouse, had no children, and that the aunt relied heavily on the niece for care. So we talked to the aunt and the aunt said that her main concern was that she did not and will never want to live in a long-term care facility. And she wanted to appoint the niece to be her primary caregiver and give her power of attorney uh, in the event that she's incapacitated. Uh, what was different in this particular case was when we reviewed the aunt's will, the aunt's residue or estate was divvied up into not just in favor of Gail, the niece that brought the aunt in, but it was in favor of all four nieces that the family or that the aunt had left behind, would be leaving behind. So in this particular case, that was another red flag. Why is it that this niece is bringing her aunt in for her to be appointed as power of attorney? And when we try to talk about the other nieces, there's no mention of them at all. And there's no discussion about how they're doing, where they're at, and whether they would be interested to be power of attorney as well. 
So this is another case which raises a red flag on whether or not there is genuine interest for the niece to be appointed as power of attorney or is the niece taking undue advantage financially of the elder aunt considering that she lives with her and she takes care of her on a day-to-day basis. Finally, Henry speaks about the approach Macmillan Estate Planning takes to ensure the best interests of the client are protected. What we do at Macmillan Estate Planning is we don't rush these interviews. We don't rush taking instructions and whipping up documents all for the sake of doing that. We want to know more about our clients. We take our time with them. We want to know their main concerns, their main issues and what they're Uh, what they're looking at would be a good solution for them and their families. So we spend time with them getting to know the background, getting to know their goals and objectives. And from that, we will be able to feel how to uh, provide an adequate answer for them in their case. Uh, As this case unfolded, did you talk to the other three nieces? Well, we never got the opportunity to because what happened in this case was we were never provided any details on um, their phone number, where we, where they live, or how to get a hold of them. And we, you can't actually force anyone to provide that to you. But we were totally uncomfortable on how the situation was. And we referred them to, uh, to counsel to seek uh, legal advice and not just planning with us, their estate matters. So you referred them to outside counsel to do what? To sort out whether or not the elderly person's desires were We're legitimate and genuine uh, or whether or not the niece was, in effect, committing a a fraud against the older person. Both things, Peter. Sad to say, we have to make sure that uh, our client's intentions are uh, set in stone because we live by that. So one of the appropriate actions in this case was for uh, the niece to obtain legal and medical advice as far as the capacity of the aunt. We wanted to make sure that doctors examine the aunt and attest and provide an opinion that she is making this decision in her right mind and being capable of doing so. Because capacity is a big thing. If an individual does not have the capacity, we can't take instructions. And if the individual is trying to make a power of attorney in the state of being incapacitated already, that we will not allow such illegal acts to uh, to happen. The bottom line on this is pretty clear. Get the paperwork in place, do your power of attorney and, uh, and, and things of that nature um, early enough in life so that you are in charge and nobody else can deny that you are in full mental capacity. That's correct, Peter. McMillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva. Getting good advice is the hallmark of a good estate or life plan. Call McMillan weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464. Check out the website at macmillanestate.com. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.